Yona introduction. Yona ben Amittai is the fifth Navi in the Treasar Prophets is only, and only four Prakim long. Yona is probably the most famous of the Treasar Prophets because we read the story of Yona on Yom Kippur. I'd like to point out much ink has been spilt on the story of Yona. Nach Daily tries to capture each Perik and glean lessons from the Navi. It's beyond the scope of Nach Daily to delve into all the subtleties, depth, and details that need to be understood in its proper light. A word on the history. Yona's father had come from the tribe of Zvulun and mother from the tribe of Asher. Yona prophesied during the reign of Yeruvim ben Yoash. Yona was a student of Elisha Navi. Most Mephorshim learn Yona was the Navi sent by Elisha to anoint Yehu as the king over the ten tribes of Yisroel, Asbard and Malachim Beis, Parak 9. Yona was contemporaries with Eliyahu, Micha, and Ovadia. In fact, the Pirkei de Eliezer learns that Yona was the boy that Elio had done a Trias HaMesim, Resurrection of the Dead on, in the story of when Elio had brought the widow's child back to life after he had stopped breathing. Elio had laid on Yona's body and blew life back into him, as described in Malachim Bey's Parag 14. The Abarbanel learns and brings that Yona lived more than 120 years, Erevin 94a. Yona would regularly go to the Beis HaMikdash three times a year with his wife, the Yushami and Sukkah 5.1 receipt. Yona received prophecy at the Simchas Beis HaShueva during the, at the Beis HaMikdash on Sukkot. The Medrash Sochar Tov brings, Yona was a complete tzaddik, and the Gemara Nadarim 38a learns, Yona was rich because he paid for the boat. An overview on Yona. Hashem commands Yona to go to the city of Nineveh, which was the capital of Ashur. Yona tried to run away from Hashem and leave Eretz Yisrael, as one can't receive prophecy outside of Eretz Yisrael. However, we learn from Yechezkel that if one starts off receiving prophecy in Eretz Yisrael, then they can continue to receive outside of Eretz Yisrael. While Yona is running away, a storm comes to try and capsize his boat. After casting lotteries, the non-Jewish people on the boat positively positively identify Yona is the cause of the storm and throw him into the water. Yona is swallowed by a fish, miraculously kept alive, and his life is spared. Yona reaches Nineveh, prophesies the city will be overturned. Nineveh does tshuva. The heavenly judgment on Nineveh is revoked. Yona is deeply bothered by Hashem's compassion on the Gentile town of Nineveh. God then explains his reasoning to Yona. Why was Yona included in the book of Tanakh, in the books of Tanakh, if the entire prophecy is about Nineveh, a Gentile nation? The Radak on Pasuk Aleph gives three answers. One, to teach Moshe to Yisroh that a Gentile nation did tshuva upon the first time they were rebuked, in contrast to Yisro, who received many warnings from all the prophets and did not do tshuva. Two, to teach the amazing miracle of Hashem keeping Yon alive for three days and three nights in the stomach of the whale. And three, to teach Hashem Hashem has compassion on anyone or any nation who wants to do tshuva and accept God as the true God. The Chida and Sefer Chomos Anach explains the reason why Yona was included in Tanakh is because the entire story is a metaphor for the relationship between the body and the soul. Indeed, the Vilna Gon's entire commentary on Yona explains how each Pasuk teaches about the body and the soul. Our soul descends into this world, into our bodies, which is like a boat to traverse and travel the stormy weather of this world. A word on the name Yona based on the Zohar, Yona means dove because the dove always returns to 
its loved ones and is loyal to its owners. We see this by the Yonah dove in Parshas Noach that returned to Noach's teva carrying a myrtle branch in its mouth. So too, the Yonah, which is a metaphor for the soul, always aspires to return to its source, the Creator. Yonah's message. The story of Yonah is a story of tshuva. Perhaps one of the reasons why we read the story of Yonah on Yom Kippur is to teach how big and great God is. Yonah had tried to escape God and didn't want the Gentile nation of Dinve to do tshuva, which would paint the Jewish nation in a negative light. Therefore, God shows Yonah, you think in your small mind you can figure things out? You think you see who is guilty and who is innocent, who is righteous and who is evil? Only I, God, can tell that. In other words, as it relates to tshuva, you think in your small mind you messed up or caused damage and therefore you can't do tshuva? The truth is you have no idea that in a sense is making God small. God is grace, is big. You can do tshuva and come close to Hashem no matter what you have done in your life. No matter what things may appear to look like on the outside, it's never too late. The Rod Wiley calls his commentary on Yonah Sefer Ashkacha, the book of providence, because everything in your life is completely hand-tailored by God, even your Averus. We learn from the story of Yonah, you can pick yourself up and start over again, never give up. And that's possibly why we read it on Yom Kippur, the holiest day of the Jewish calendar. We'll be starting Parak 1 in the next year. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful day.